0: Join me. Almost midnight. Welcome to hell! Almost midnight. I think we have time for one more body. Enough time for one more story. Hello. How are you?
1: um i was doing pretty good until i watched creep show Three.
0: Oh my god you ready to talk this basically shit wrapped in a turd wrapped in another shit yeah. <laughs> this is horrible
1: oh yeah but welcome i,
0: I actually dozed off during one of the act was wearing one of the shorts i dozed off during the haunted dog uh short part of it i dozed off i can't i couldn't believe it totally and I've never dozed off during any any horror movie. <laughs> I just I fell asleep during part of this.
1: Welcome to Almost Midnight, a horror anthology podcast. Normally, we cover fair to decent to great anthologies. But <laughs> so not we,
0: not this week.
1: Yeah, this time we took our medicine.
0: This is us being purely to be completionists.
1: Plus, it's going to be an interesting experiment to talk, to just talk shit on something.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is bad. Um, This was made in 2006 and it had a $3.5 million budget. Similar Shut the to, fuck up. Uh, yes, I saw, I mean, if we're going by, I saw it on Wikipedia. I'm taking that, I'm taking its word because I, you know, I would say 80% of the time they have factual stuff on that site. So, it actually was released today, April 24th, and uh, it had a $3.5 million budget, but I didn't see a box office, so I'm assuming it was just right to video.
1: Oh, straight. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there was no kind of box office numbers, obviously, but but similar to the others, it had the same kind of the Tales of the Dark Side, three and a half, and The Crib Show 2 had $3.5 but you know, don't know where it went, so I'm not sure... <laughs>
1: It went probably. right up someone's nose.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say cocaine fueled, probably. I, I mean. Had no connection to the other creep shows. Uh and this had five stories, all that sucked equally, and some worse than the others. And there was no comics angle this time. There was a little bit of animation, but there was no real comic book link this time either, I noticed.
1: Ugh, yeah, it starts out with a the fortune teller animation, which was actually pretty cool, but then yes. that goes away, and then you're stuck with that. Uh, how would you describe how shitty that animation is? Something like
0: with the with the uh, the boy walking and then kills a dog, and that part of the animation. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what I would call that. I would call that like two thousands like. What was that band that was? It kind of looked like. Uh, remember that 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 the animation series. Oh, uh, what Boondocks? Like it looked very two thousands to me. Like mu- music video for like a you know a hip band that wants to just have animation in their music video. It just looked very new, but not good. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like just ugh, wasn't good and also like the kids walking down the street and the animation he kills a dog then he makes a hot dog out of it and i guess somehow that hot dog stand is like the wraparound of the story because it's being it's illustrated each of them in some way but it was just a random short animation sequence that had made no sense to me
1: <laughs> none
0: None. Nothing to introduce. Nothing to introduce the the anthology. Nothing to introduce anything about the stories that we watch. Because I was like, "What is watch?" And that's why I texted you. Am I watching the right thing? Because when I was watching it, I go, "This can't possibly be the same thing as what I was watching before." Because I don't even know what I'm watching.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. It's. It's. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Um. I guess that the hot dog cart um, is kind of this weird unspoken wraparound in the story. You do see it illustrated, but again, you have to draw for straws on that because it's like, no one tells you that. There's no, there's no uh, intro. It's just kind of like, here's a short animation Okay, here's his first clip. And there's and in between each of the clips, mind you, there's no title card. There's no intro. It's just a, kind of like a flash of animation into the next story. So you don't really even know, did the other story end? Am I in a new story? Am I? The transitions between them are really bad, too.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and they kind, of,
1: they kind of bleed into each other as well
0: yeah they all kind of have like this American horror story aspect to it where the characters of one or in other ones they play different characters but it's the same like you know Ale- in the first one the dad is in as the detective in the other one it's so you kind of get a vibe that they tie them together by starring in different ones in different ways but again you're you're, draw- you're grabbing for straws here like it's just you're trying to make sense of this basically yeah <laughs> Um yeah. we the first one is like named Alice, and it's this wretched girl walking down the street of her town. She looks like well to do and like a maybe like a Catholic school uniform. Uh she is just like horrible, you know, mean, bitchy, kind of like very teenage girl. Yeah, very and, yeah. And she goes home, and you can just tell she's annoyed by her family and hates everything like all girls I guess even myself during that age probably did and uh but she was just wretched and they're like the dad is messing around with a universal remote which probably was like you know a new thing for that back then I guess universal remotes but uh he was messing around he's like oh and this does this and every time he clicked it it sent her into like another parallel universe where, you know, the families in the house, one was African-American, one was Hispanic, but all had the same dialogue. All were families, I guess, in her family, but just in different parallel universes.
1: Yeah, they hit the or the, the color button and then she, she goes outside and comes back in and her family's black. And I wrote in my notes, is, is this racist? I can't tell. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> you're like, and you're just like, t- you're just like thrown off by it. Because it, it really, that whole part of it could have been completely done without. Then the next family is Hispanic and they're speaking Spanish. And then uh, what I found was that each time that she, she transitioned through these universes is that she was breaking down, her body composition was breaking down into basically this bubbly mass of just melty skin.
1: Uh, yeah, they never, they never really elaborate on that at all.
0: Yeah, and you know, comes to find out that like, I guess there's you know, a scientist down the street named Professor Dayton or whatever, and I guess maybe he had a remote control too because at the very end he uses one, but he made a comment before the end scene is that now you're showing your true self. So I thought maybe that she was ugly on the inside and this was like again me looking for some sort of fable in these things is that every time she transitioned she just showed more and more of her disgusting self like that's the only thing i can get from this because otherwise i get absolutely nothing from this because at the end like uh the family sees her at her like most disgusting the original family her original parents and they're scared and hate her and want to shoot her and kill her because they're, they're just so disturbed by her she runs outside and the professor uses his remote control to change her into a rabbit i i, I don't i don't get it I don't all the get descriptions
1: it. <laughs> of the segments are going to sound like mad libs because you're just sitting there the whole time thinking like what the fuck does this have to do with anything
0: yeah and i'm like I tried to read up and some say that the rabbit is like a, a nod to Alice in Wonderland. And I was like, I, I don't know where that is. Like I'm not really, you know, that versed in Alice in Wonderland. I, I do know it, but I mean, yes, there's a white rabbit in it, but okay. But is that what we're saying is the, the main connection to it is that there's a rabbit. But uh, again, the no only that I could possibly say is that it's showing how ugly she was on the inside, on the outside. Uh I don't get what the families had to do with it. I don't get what having different families and inter interactions with them had to do with anything. It was bad.
1: Yeah, it's just this this professor. He seems to be like wrapped up in almost everything. And I think he made the remote. I'm not sure. They don't tell you. They don't tell you anything. I
0: know. They don't tell you where the remote came from. There's no resolution of oh the remote came from here haha ha. no nothing it's just oh, no. Her a remote.
1: Da- Her dad said that he bought it at a from a guy on the street I think so I think it's from the same guy who
0: the same homeless man in the other stories okay which gets illustrated more in the next one we watched which is called the radio. Um, and, and this this is
1: probably going to be the shortest episode ever to be honest with you because. <laughs> it's kind of just like when you take your medicine you just gotta cope it down
0: yeah you're just kind of like trying to make sense of it I watched this and I was like I, I don't even like I'm glad that I read the synopsis online because that kind of helped me a little bit better because when I was watching it I was like what is this
1: <laughs> exactly
0: um, this one again when you watch them they actually seem very short to watch so I was surprised that the, the movie was as long as it was because the, the, these little shorts seem very short, you know, uh, just because maybe because there's absolutely no storyline to them, but they seem very right. fast.
1: <laughs> Not to me though; they they dragged, like, <laughs> especially this next one.
0: Uh, yeah. So Jerry, the security guard, he lives in this dump, but his his actual apartment was kind of nice. But he lives in. His apartment is in a larger dump, which seems like almost like a, a cross between uh, a rundown apartment complex, but also like a brothel because a pimp is running basically his whole operation out of the same apartment complex. So is it a brothel? Is it his apartment? Whatever. <laughs> but he lives there. Uh, he has a radio. Does he have a TV? He listens to the radio. It breaks one day. He goes to this homeless street vendor who I guess is uh, acknowledging where the dad bought the universal remote, which why would this well-to-do family buy a universal TV remote from a homeless vendor? Who knows? But again, don't look for anything that makes sense in this movie. Uh, he goes to buy a radio. I actually saw on the, on the tarp, you see a universal remote on the tarp if you look closely so I laughed at that. Um the he brings a new radio back, the radio begins to talk to him, and the radio begins to tell him to do things like steal money, kill people, and set him on a path of like basically like killing and stealing and becoming a bad person. <laughs> it's
1: just it's like a soothing female voice.
0: Yeah, really uh, soothing and she sends me a radio announcer, but again, just all very do this and yes, you have to do that. And all about like diversifying your funds and making, you know, buying land. She was very much interested in his like financial stability, this this uh voice.
1: Yeah, that radio um, really wanted him to
0: diversify. Yeah. Really wanted him to diversify. <laughs> so uh Again, he he finds, I think, $3,000, or he steals $3,000 from a shoebox. He decides to run off because, you know, somebody saw him steal it. The guy tried to, like, break into his apartment, tried to steal from him, steal it back. There was an exchange where he kills him, all this stuff, so he decides to go on the run. The cooker in the building that has been kind of giving him just like gentle, like flirtatious things through the whole short basically is I'm going with you. I'm tired of this life. I need to leave too. They take off together and the radio tells him during this like session where they leave together that if you don't kill her, she's going to kill you. But because this guy's kind of like lonely and I think he kind of had feelings for her he decides to break the radio. Now all of a sudden he doesn't trust the radio like the radio. Yep. He decide- he breaks the radio and he um, immediately gets killed by the hooker that the radio said she was going to be killed by. <laughs> so he should have listened to that. Shocker. Yes. And then as, after she shoots and kills him, she's almost immediately shot and killed. And you find out that it's the pimp, her boss, did shoot or kill her. And you come to find out that he's being controlled by a similar radio.
1: I didn't mind that ending.
0: Yes. That was like, okay. I, I, saw, I saw a nice like beginning, middle, and end of this
1: one. Yeah, I'll give like, like this movie like maybe two compliments. That's one.
0: Yes. This one had a very beginning middle and end. Uh I did like that. You know, the pimp was being controlled by a radio. This guy's being controlled by a radio. I I did like I, I if I had to say I liked this one, I would say that yes, this was this one sucked the least.
1: Maybe. There's like <laughs> There's like 200% more pimps in this movie than I thought there would be in a creep show movie, but
0: yeah, they're all about the pimp like thing with this. It's very, it's very like not two thousand six to be talking about pimps. I feel like I feel like it's very like, a seventies thing. to like, yeah. I don't know why I feel. I just think it's not even like appropriately like dated. This uh, the, the the themes in this even. <laughs> and now I'm um,
1: confused. Is the next one the the call girl serial killer? Yes. There we go.
0: And again, absolutely zero transition. Yeah, A a flash of an animation, like basically a cell of an animation, like whatever. And then, okay, on to the next story. There's no title card. There's no anything. So we have to assume this is the next story. (laughs) But Rachel, um, who again ties in, she lives in the building that uh, the pimp controls. So again, the call girl, Aspect is connected to the other. Uh, she gets a request from this guy named Victor, and she, I guess, she kills her victims and she just figures that hey, this guy might be another easy target. She gets there, uh, she looks around and she doesn't really see any evidence of Victor living there because he's like, Look at the pictures, and she's like, Where are you at? And she's like, Well, I'm really a black sheet that I don't, I'm not really. In a lot of the family pictures, and she's like, she goes, okay, whatever. So he requests the beach after a thousand dollars. She gives him, a, which is a lot of money. I feel like even today, I feel like, and for the, and I was like thinking, I'm like, for where this like call girl lives, a thousand dollars is like a high end call girl for like a night.
1: I think we know where the budget went now.
0: Yeah, a thousand dollars, and he's like, the time's ticking. I gotta get my money's worth. And I'm thinking, you should have her for like a weekend with that. That's like. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of money for what you're exchanging for. So <laughs> she he requests to be chained up in the bed. Uh, she uses handcuffs. And she kind of like teases him for a little bit, blindfolds him. And then she stabs him in the chest repeatedly because she is a, a murderous call girl in this. And, uh, you know, gets her money and all the things. And she takes a shower to wash the blood off. She covers his head with a pillow, takes a shower to wash the blood off, which I feel like, I'm like, are you not worried about DNA evidence? Like, she's, like, drying her legs with towels and, like... No. She she probably left hair all in that shower, you know? But that's, again, beside the point. But she hears whispering of, you killed me, by Victor's voice, which sounds at this point kind of, like, ghostly or, like, you know, from beyond kind of thing. And she removes the pillow from Victor's face, and he just looks like this, like... I don't know, what would you even call
1: this? I thought it was a... I thought it might be a vampire, since he, he tends to go for the throw, but...
0: Yeah, he looks like a vampire, but, like, I'm trying to, like, think, like... His, he has a lot of teeth. Uh, it was just... It, I mean, I had to say it looked pretty good. I mean, that looked pretty good. His facial... It was a good reveal if you weren't expecting it. I feel like, oh, wow, that was a... Okay, so what is he now? Uh, he basically, yeah, goes for her neck and kills her. And I don't know. I mean, is she now a vampire? It just, it just kind of, like, ends. Mm, he, le- I- he leaves the house with, like a, with, a, with a bag of golf clubs the next day. And the neighbors are like, who's that guy? <laughs> Remember' because he wasn't even like in his original house. He's in some other family's
1: house. Exactly. I have no idea. I it's just yeah, it just washes over you and it just leaves you with no feelings. even when she like when she's seducing him and she's taking a shower egg hey, what you're thinking is could you at least titillate me a little bit? Not an ounce of titillation.
0: Yeah, could you at least so like two in his breasts or whatever you do in like these kind of movies like. Yeah. Just or at least like give a little bit more of a sex scene, maybe possibly. It was just so just it again, it looked like maybe somebody was like their first movie, and they're like, I made this for college. Like kind of thing it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it just feels like. Uh and you know again a flash, and then on to the next one. It's like <laughs> it's like oh, a, <laughs> Yeah, professor's wife, and it's like which we find out that this one has two uh two college students, which I think is funny how they tied this one in because outside of the the call girl episode, she leaves the car and gets ready to walk in to meet Victor for her appointment. And two guys outside are like, Whoa, who's that? And she's like, You guys to be, be around later and they're like, Yeah. But meanwhile, those are the two guys that are in the stars of the next short. So I thought it was a good I thought that was a good way to kind of Tie the story together a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The two, I guess these two former students are coming to visit Professor Dayton from the first one, uh, the Alice segment, and they want to meet his new fiance, Kathy. And because I guess this Professor Dayton is a practical joker, they feel like, uh, like, who, like, is he, and ha- you have a girlfriend, you're always working. How's this even possible? So they suspect that Kathy is actually a robot. That she's that,
1: that, really attractive. What,
0: yeah, she's really attractive. She's really young. She doesn't like eat or engage in like normal ways. Like she's just very just like, uh, yeah, she is kind of robotic, I guess. And uh, they feel like it's something that this professor might've been working on. Not, she wasn't necessarily like a real person. So, uh he, the professor leaves the house to go on an errand and the two decide to dismantle the robot to prove that it's some sort of practical joke that the professor was playing on them. Yeah. But, to their, but to their horror, they find that she was a real woman. They're covered in blood and body parts. They find this scrapbook illustrating their entire meeting of how she's a mail-order bride and how she's from Russia and this, that, and the other. And they ended up hiding her body parts all within the kitchen, trying to clean up and leave the house before the professor found them. And I'm like, the end. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah.
1: And they had her like fully ripped apart before they realized that it was because they keep saying like, <laughs> so realistic. Yeah, they're
0: covered in blood. They like take her brain. It's pretty in-depth. Take her brain out of her skull. Uh, they, I, I will say that when they were holding their legs up and her thighs, it did look realistic. Those thighs looked like, the legs looked like real body parts. It didn't look, but again, they were covered in blood. I mean, it didn't look like plastic pieces. It looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, this, I didn't, this might be my, I'm not going to say favorite because I don't like any. <laughs> But I just I like how dark this one got, and I wish if they'd handled it a little bit better, I think it could have been really interesting. But no, it was, uh, I don't I don't know. They just
0: yes, and again, it just kind of he spends way too long in the living room being like, "Hello, uh, you know," and Kathy, Kathy calling for Kathy and the two boys, like no one's responding but he's in the living room for like like five minutes just calling out their names until he i guess he goes into the kitchen and he just discovers it but again we don't get any resolution we don't get any kind of reveal to that and he hasn't opened the front yeah it's just like it just kind of feels like that was the end okay next segment
1: yeah well we yeah after the last segment they show you a little
0: they show you a little bit more yeah they kind of uh, this one's called "Haunted Haunted Dog," <laughs> oh, and uh, asshole doctor again. All just pieces of shit people in this this whole entire movie. Just like, yeah. I is there any redeemable character in this movie? I mean, he's working at a free clinic and he's just rude and ignorant to everybody. No sympathy towards a girl who's like has a brain tumor no sympathy for the old woman that's going blind with cataracts. And I guess like one day he, and first of all, he hops the line, but he buys a hot dog at a hot dog stand, which is again, the one that ties us into everything. Yeah, He, he one day buys a hot dog and he drops it on the ground. Or right. Am I, he drops it or something.
1: Oh, again,
0: And he gives it to, like, the homeless man who's been bothering him for spare change, which is, like, other disgusting thing. Then he goes off and buys another fresh hot dog because, you know, he dropped the other one, you know, that he gave away. And uh, right after the homeless man takes a bite of the hot dog, he dies from it.
1: God, this is so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I just.
0: Yes. He dies from the first bite. And first of all, I mean, like. It's just one of those things where you're like, are you, Are we serious with this? Like, you die after eating a hot dog that touched the ground. What are we saying that had this was wrong with this hot dog? But, yes, the guy dies. And you kind of see more tie-ins with the other ones. Like, you see in this, like, Professor Dayton is uh, from the homeless man that, that sells, like, the, like, I guess, like, cursed goods. He's buying an advanced voodoo kit to bring his wife that was chopped up back to life you see that in this right yep you see that the doctor and the victor the vampire in the call girl short they to be friends and they party together so what's that about again no answers no questions are answered at all like they just know each other like you know he's a vampire like yep. uh they they the homosexual keep saying thanks for the good dog and i rather they tried to make it that that was a call back to the hitchhiker like thanks for the ride thanks for the ride but again that's a stretch I mean
1: oh I think it was intentional and how fucking dare they
0: yeah and again like I mean did he choke I mean I guess he choked on it I I, I don't know again like it was just a shit show (laughs) wrapped in another shit show I, I don't even know like it doesn't i mean i could i was hoping to be pleasantly surprised because i knew that everybody hates this and i i wouldn't walk in being like well i'm gonna hate it too i was really trying to be a contrarian like this i would be like let me let me find one redeeming quality about this and when i fell asleep during the haunted dog when i was like i think this is like unfixable right (laughs) The uh, epilogue, which I think is funny because there's an epilogue where there was absolutely no wraparound story. But there was an epilogue that like revealed that, you know, the street vendor homeless man uh, kind of got the two radios, I think, for the professor. There was a couple. The voodoo kit was given, you know, it was a bunch of stuff, but basically they showed the wedding of the professor and his wife Kathy, who was all bandaged up looks like the invisible man basically and he's wearing his bandages and uh drives off together after they've been married and you see alice's mom from the first short in the crowd saying alice will be a great you know will look great on her wedding day but you see the white rabbit in the back of you know professor dean's car and then you see the husband being asked by the priest is is, you know is uh your wife doing okay it's like she still thinks we have a daughter named Alice. You know, you keep seeing them try to tie everything together. Yeah. But again, hardly works. But you, the professor drives off into the sunset with his like mummy bride, basically. And uh, the camera zooms in to the hot dog stand and to like the back of the head of the hot dog stand operator. And he turns around and he reveals himself kind of to be like the creep like i would say like
1: and then his face melts so, like i don't know
0: his face melts in some sort of animation sequence like yeah
1: it's bad
0: like it's bad
1: <laughs> yes, really it really it really does test it it feels like it's it's like a they wanted to make a tepid weird science fiction anthology but they happened to buy the name crepe show
0: so that yeah I, I mean there was things that i liked like i liked like the i liked the idea of the radio telling the guy what to do i liked that idea but it was never really completed or, or carried out oh, like yeah. i i like the uh the gore of the dismemberment of kathy and that the one basically the robot wife i liked that dismemberment scene that was fun Uh, but again nothing done with it they roll the carpet up in the kitchen just like leave the scene with it like they're done they're out like it was just like after all that there's no resolution to that you know and then you know there's things that i liked about the inside the stories but nothing that made a complete story or a good story
1: (laughs) absolutely and it, it wasn't as though it was made poorly like it's 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 Shot competently, and it's. I mean the act the acting is all pretty rough. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I liked how like they live in this like for the call girl, the murderous call girl one. They it's she lives in the same brothel as this the guy in the second story, which what's that one? The radio, and it's apparently perceived to be a bad part of town. Yet she's walking to a Mercedes parked in an alleyway in her her uh, it's a it's a, a rag top so the roof is down open exposed and she opens her glove compartment has knives inside of it it's like are you meaning to tell me you had your car open in this neighborhood and like you have <laughs> you have knives in the unlocked glove compartment it's just like what you know she, there's a woman who's like homeless walks up behind her she kills her like it's obviously per- portrayed to be a bad part of town yet you know, her car is just like this—an amazing car, just waiting to be robbed or destroyed in this neighborhood. It's just everything is so far-fetched and weird. It's just the oddest movie ever.
1: <laughs> it really is, and it's just—it's just like night and day between. If you watch three directly after two, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, just so, yeah. Just like I get it, maybe you just wanted to use capitalize off the creep show. I guess you wanted to capitalize on the creep show name, and you wanted to make something out of it, but it was just not good.
1: It was it felt, not good. It kind of felt like goosebumps if every now and then it became a little racy. Yeah, but nowhere near. As- was
0: this was this PG or was this R?
1: Oh, it was R, but it didn't really need it because aside from taking apart the wife and maybe stabbing the the vampire guy, there was like no sincere gore in this.
0: Yeah, there wasn't anything that, this is very tame and very, uh, just very vanilla. Like, this would be kind of like a horror, like an intro horror story, people who don't like horror, you know, who just want to maybe watch a scary story, but not scary at all. Like... I don't know. Like, there's nothing, there's not even redeemable qualities about being scary, you know, or, or, um, I don't, it just didn't leave the viewer. I left feeling like, what I just watched for the last two hours. Was it a horror movie? Like, what was that? Like, no. <laughs> just,
1: somebody fell asleep on the couch watching Twilight Zone.
0: Yeah. I, fe- I fell asleep midway during The Haunted Dog. I had to like go back and rewind and I'm like, Even the worst B-movie, matinee, trash, like, USA Up All Night horror movie that I've watched in my youth, have I fallen asleep like this? Like, and I fell asleep, like... I'm like, this is just telling me that this is horrible. Because even really bad can sometimes be really good. And this is just bad, bad.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. There's there's these movies that are so endearingly clumsy and stupid that they accidentally become genius like troll 2 or things or spookies but this isn't any of those this is uh, so just
0: or even the ridiculousness premise of like a movie like basket case yeah that you're like that you're like oh this is gonna be dumb but like you end up being like this is you can watch this and like find it, really great things about it Absolutely. and this is just something you're like this is just somebody on coke in a hotel room writing a bunch of stories in a row that don't make any sense. Like, this was feels like. Yeah.
1: You can't convince me that they didn't bam the script out in, like, an hour.
0: Yeah. They had some rough ideas. They outlined some thoughts. Maybe the entire thing was ad-libbed. I don't know. I just feel like.
1: Yeah. I can see that, too.
0: Because the pimp was just, like, the stereotypical pimp, like, you know he's just yelling in the apartment like it just it's just like everything is just either kind of racist too with the first one with like the families and this is the color button and it's a black family in the next scene you're like what like what are you saying what exactly are you trying to say <laughs> like,
1: i don't think they even know if that yeah sense.
0: yeah i i I give this, and I actually saw that this got eleven percent by viewers on Rotten Tomatoes and a zero percent by critics on Rotten Tomatoes. This is actually a zero percent movie.
1: I gave it a half star on Letterboxd.
0: Yeah, I feel like this. Yeah, half star is that's even generous too. It's just, but you again, it's probably just the 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 five or six redeemable. Like little, like little snippets that you can kind of say, "Well, that was good, and that's good, and this is good," but nothing that makes an entire story.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be so such an affront to to the viewer if it didn't smirch the creep show name.
0: Yeah, I think that's also another one is that the the mind of like Stephen King and Romero behind, uh, and then also the effects. That those films had, and it's like they were just such greats that you take the name of it and you put these people who I tried to look them up. I don't even see, I see other kind of like B kind of horrors attached to some of them, but a bunch of no name people who had the rights to the creep show name and just like shit on it.
1: Absolutely, they did the it's same, the uh, Day of the Dead. They probably bought the both. Both titles.
0: I did see this, that yeah. she was one well, of the women of all the Day of the Dead, but I was like, again, like you just kind of feel this has no direction at all.
1: It's just so lost and insincere, and I, it made me actually have an existential crisis in the middle of it, where I'm just like, I could be doing anything else right now, and I, I, I have to watch. Another three segments of this bullshit.
0: Well, I started freaking out today. So, of course, I I was going to watch it last night. And after I got home from work, I was like, oh, you know, and I've been putting it off because I've been just dreading it like quietly. And I'm like, oh, okay, Crystal, you have to. It's Sunday. You have you have to watch this. And I started like looking for it and I started freaking out. I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it on Netflix. Couldn't find it on Tubi, which is like. Where I go to a lot of times, I couldn't find on Amazon Prime. I couldn't find on Shutter. I tried looking everywhere until I finally found it on YouTube and it was streamed by this person. And it was so small, it was like in the corner of the screen, the film. And I was watching it and I'm sitting here like, this is the only way I can even find this. Like, it just, it's horrible. It was, it was, there was no, nowhere is even streaming this I could find
1: found out why
0: yeah then i saw oh well this makes sense
1: yeah i got it at a garage sale for two dollars
0: and you feel like oh well you know i have one and two so maybe i should just get three just to
1: (laughs) seen it i i pirated it back when i used to do that but (laughs) to be a completionist i'm like you know what? might as well and the dvd's out of print so technically it was kind of a good but I, i don't know if i'll ever oh my god, I'm so angry at this fucking movie. Yeah,
0: it's just bad. And it, it's, it's just... Um, I mean, maybe if they had taken one or two or three of the stories and really expanded on them and made them into legit stories with a beginning, middle, and end and not had five of them and kind of lost their way during all of them, it it could have redeemed itself maybe possibly but then you know you look at even the rat there's no good wrap around there's not there's no good transitions between the stories even the stories aside there's not even title cards for the stories or a good wrap around character that leads you through the process of the of the anthology um they kind of you know is a narrator for all the confusion they give you (laughs) like there's just nothing about it that's redeemable
1: i would agree i would agree
0: yes what what are we going to focus on next week that's going to actually pull us out of this this dumpster fire
1: i don't know that's a question because (laughs) i kind of thought maybe to do there aren't very many obviously there aren't very many anthology franchises the only other ones that i can think of are the vhs movies yes and uh technically ABC's a death one and two. But uh... I'm
0: not familiar with those. Oh, are you? I'm not familiar with those. I'm okay. familiar with VHS.
1: Oh, I think yeah, they're the worst VHS is a hundred thousand times better than this garbage. I don't think you'll see anything this bad for a long time. If we do this forever, we'll eventually be scraping the bottom of the barrel, but <laughs>
0: feel like what exactly constitutes an anthology after <laughs> doing it for like so long
1: <laughs> yeah If you want I, I'll ruminate on it and I'll uh, I'll shoot you X, let you know.
0: Yeah because it, it should be something that's like I mean anything's actually better I mean it could be anything
1: if you just watch the wall for an hour and a half and
0: yeah whole, whole movies anything that <laughs> any, anything
1: whatever you create your Ch-
0: a child's recital video um, anything that would be better than this because I mean they had a lot of money and the fact they had a lot of money to play with that they came up with this it was not spent on writing and it was not I mean there was a couple good effects but just was not I don't know where it was spent
1: I don't think it was I think it was a tax shelter <laughs> I think,
0: yeah I think yeah offshore account
1: yeah some bullshit but uh yeah i don't know do you want something scary or funny or something? uh
0: well these were a creep show is kind of horror and it's kind of horror comedy right
1: yeah definitely so,
0: ha- so maybe we should do like horror scary then
1: i'll do my best to think of something something
0: that, that something along scary lines Because this was kind of more had a lot of comedic aspects to it the creep show like the, the, the three different movies I mean the third one was just funny because it was bad but the first two actually had comedic elements to it but like maybe something that had more horror elements this time I, again it doesn't matter because I am very new to anthologies again I usually just watch features and that's what I like to do and but uh, so I'm, I'm actually game for anything
1: how would you feel about it's a bit of a deep cut but it's from 1996 and it's called Campfire Tales.
0: Okay. So 1996 Campfire Tales.
1: Yep. You're I'm writing go- it down. You're going to get stuck going to YouTube because this sucker doesn't have, there's no disc out or it's out of print.
0: Okay. I'm going to go and try to look it and uh, look for it and
1: look uh, market. <laughs> there's two different campfire tales one from 91 and one from 96 and i know that's that's confusing but honestly i'd like to cover them both because there are campfire tales 91 they probably had le- or significantly less money than creep show 3 but it is it's got a lot of heart to it
0: yeah and at least if there's some sort of effort or you know glue that holds it together it's redeemable it's just so I'm I'm interested to see this. It sounds good. I always enjoy like horror and wood at woods and all that kind of stuff. So
1: oh yeah, ninety six has some good creepy moments. I'm hoping, yeah. But yeah, all just right. let me know. We'll uh, swap it out if we need to.
0: Yeah, I'll try. I'll look for it and tell you if I find it on all my different uh, ways to okay. circum- circumvent buying things.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you're still here after watching that. To be complete. yeah
0: it was it, but i'm glad i did it i can say i did it i can say i watched it and uh i started watching like reaction videos on youtube about it which i had a good laugh watching people just like go in on this movie it's it's a good time if you ever go on youtube just type in creep show three reviews and people just like go off like <laughs> it's so funny and i i after i watched this movie i watched a couple of those and i'm just laughing i'm like yes completely
1: and this, so oh, it's probably a good catharsis for you too, because it's like, it felt like this movie did something to me, and I'm gonna get back at
0: it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I, it was good talking with you.
1: Yeah. You too. You you uh. You go watch a better movie now.
0: Yes. Oh, yes, definitely.
1: You take it easy.
0: Bye.